Oh, now, wait a minute. You no. can't really believe you. Wait a minute. I gotta tell you, Travis, it really tweaks my melons. See, a buff bro like crawl here get wheezed on by a greasy scumbag <laughs> like you. Son in law. Just chill. <laughs> no. Travis, you just get out. Hey, you can't talk to me like no, that. No, but I can't. Good! Oh! oh. Made you in karate for two semesters. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. What's oh, up, man? man. <laughs> Polly Shore. Classic, dude. Have you met him before? I've never met Polly Shore. He's been to Springfield like five times. I know, man. I know. And, I've never um, met him. Gosh, but. the first time I met him, um, it was still when he was, I, I think, making movies the first time he came to Springfield to Donnie B's Comedy Club. Really? I think he was still making. I think he was making a movie. I forget what it was, but it was a while back. And, so was it Polly Shore is Dead? That's the last one I remember him making. Man, it was actually an excellent movie. I don't remember, but I, I, he had just gotten done doing something. But anyway, he was, you know, and I was just like, you know, I, athletes and comedians that are actors, I get pretty starstruck by. Sure. I don't know why I don't get starstruck by music artists. I just don't like at the state fair when I've met all these people before. I'm just like, yeah, you know. But they, like, let's, they should be starstruck by you. Yeah, right. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Demi Lovato should have been like, oh my gosh, mom's <laughs> Yeah. From the but mix. No. But like when I met, when I met Paulie Shore, he was so cool. He was so funny. And he's just like, you know, th those people I, I really dig, you know, when they're, when they're cool and they're funny yeah. and they're not, you know, putting on a front or anything like that. You know, I really, really dig that. Dude. You know, like Stifler's mom, when she came to Springfield. Okay. Dude, just so, you know, she's in White Lotus now. Yeah, I mean, just, she's like, she's had a, Jennifer a Coolidge is research. Just, Oh my yeah. god, she's so great, man. She's like, she's like a great person. Kevin Pollock, you know, um, yeah, a comedian. He's been here, but anyway, with Paulie Shore, I mean, the first time I met him, uh, it, we got to hang out for a little bit before the show that weekend. Then we, I went to the show. We hung out after the show, um, and gosh, that was that when my son was really young, and, and yeah, so we hung out for. Then the second time he came, it was totally different. I was just like an older guy. I was, I was like, I, I don't know. He was like, you're going to be able to make it the show? And I'm like, no. Nah. He got all bent out of shape oh, and upset. Yeah? And I was like, I'm sorry. But apparently he's coming back soon to okay. Springfield. So that'll be, we should know. go, dude. Absolutely. Have you, yeah. asked, you didn't see his stand-up at all either? Uh, I mean, not in person. So I, funny. I saw stand-up specials so, so, when I was So funny. Dude, after Encino Man, yeah. I was, I mean, I was a straight-up, like, huge fan. My buddy and me, that was, like, yeah. eighth grade. Snoochie Boochie's on Bro, stuff, man. I mean, come dude, on. Dude, Snoochie oh, that, Boochie's that, that, that's, not That's Silent that, Bob. Bro, yeah, that's what am I doing? Silent, yeah, that's yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, but squeezing it, the juice. Yeah, yeah. Squeezing the juice. Squeezing the juice is the best thing. And it was, that movie was so quotable that my buddy Marty and me, like, it was, uh -huh. We were we watched it at least fifty yeah. times that yeah. summer. What was the other one? Son-in-law and was what about the army? The army one was in really, the army now. That was a great yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. man. And Andy Dick, yeah, was Andy in that Dick movie. was in that too. Yeah, it was yeah. so funny. No, I'm, dude, I'm up on my Pauly Shore trivia. So. You ready for are you up for Thursday uh, Thursday football? It's not Thursday night football. It's focus. Thursday it's all Thursday. day football, bro. I mean, are you up for this, man? This is a are big, you kidding? dude. This is a big. I I don't remember. You know, I remember there being a couple of good games fantasy wise. Like when I when I look at these games, I I just I don't ever look at them at like, hey, uh, you know, they're going to be good games to watch. They're going to be, but, but Thanksgiving games always seem like they're good games. Yeah, these are three fantasy filled games. I feel like, and um, you there's a lot of potential that you want to make sure you've got people in your lineup starting because if you don't, you're you're in trouble yes. because you're like, whoops. I just missed out. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's a something to keep in mind is that the first game starts 
at eleven thirty Central Time. Yeah. So half hour earlier right. than whenever you like your normal Sunday games start. Mm-hmm. And that's an easy thing to slip up. You know, you're getting ready. You're maybe watching the parade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, you go to wherever you Sleeping go for Thanksgiving. Sleeping in after you went yeah. out for Blackout Wednesday there like you an go. idiot. And then you're like, well, oh, it's uh, it's quarter till. I better check my lineup. <laughs> yeah. Well, first game started 15 minutes ago. Yeah. So first thing in the morning, um, you know, probably, let's be honest, when you're in the bathroom on your phone. Right. That's the move. Right. Jump on there and set your lineup. And maybe these guys might already be in your lineup, you know, because when I run down the focus for these games, um, I think the first game, the Bills and Lions, pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. you've got a lot of starters in that game. Um, Detroit's won three straight. For the first time since 2017. That's awesome. But they faced their toughest task, though, in the former Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. And, and like Ego mentioned, this is game one, 11.30 start time. Uh, Detroit's defense has created some takeaways, too, and the offense has leaned on a creative rushing attack. And the all-around menace of uh, Ama St. Brown just during his hot streak is crazy. Bills are one of the NFL's elites, though, with a game-breaking quarterback and, and, and one of, if not the deepest rosters, I think, around in football. So um, you're going to start Josh Allen. You're going to start Stephon Diggs. You're going to start Gabriel Davis. You're going to st- uh, start. I feel like you know Devin Singletary. Yes. You know, I since I screwed myself and got cute, you know, and, and listened to Ego. And, nope. Don't, uh, actually, don't you put actually, that on I me. didn't listen to Ego there that time, go. and I got cute. But then I listened to him last week and got in trouble. We won't talk about that till yes or BS. But okay. Um, I think your boom player for this game though is uh, Jamal Williams, man. Um. Dude, I mean, he, he's an RB1. I think it's time to accept the fact that he's an RB1. I mean, he is. He's he, not changing anytime soon. Williams he, a leader in that locker room. Head coach Dan Campbell loves this dude. Uh, William, can you believe he leads the league with 12 rushing touchdowns? I didn't know that until last week. I was, no. like, I was like, what? I knew he was up there. He had three more last week. Yeah. The, but he was up in the – and I, I have him in one of my leagues, and I'm really thin in that league, so I've had to start him. So I'm – um. I'm a little more aware of what Jamal Williams okay. has been doing this season than most, but yeah, no, he's leading the league in rushing touchdowns. Right. Jamal Williams, eh. And here's okay. what I think: I think the reason I have him as a boom player is because I think people, I think, well, I don't think people, I think Buffalo. I mean, they've got teams have him ranked twenty, or uh, analysts have him ranked twenty fifth among running backs this week because Buffalo is so good against the run. I just feel like Detroit has been so good. And they are really going to need Jamal Williams this game if they have any chance at winning uh, against Buffalo yeah. tomorrow. That I think it's just going to be a lot, a lot of Jamal Williams, especially passing him the ball out of the backfield. And that's where it's been, again, surprising. Every time I, I was watching highlights, it was like, man, he caught a ball or two out of the backfield, too. He's been catching balls since he was in Green Bay. That was He was kind of the passing down back there. So, really, this guy has had a whole career of just not being able to be the only guy on a roster because... Mm-hmm. He was there with Aaron Jones, moves to Detroit. Now he's got DeAndre Swift he's competing with. But anytime Jamal Williams has been able to just be the lead back, I mean, he, he's an absolute monster. And I'm glad you, you brought Swift up, man, because I, I, I'm i saying it's now time to sit Swift. I mean, sure. you know, I really, really do. Um, preseason, early season, you know, high thoughts. I think we were talking about DeAndre Swift early on, like, oh, my gosh, uh, this guy might be the guy. But that's not to say the third-year running back isn't a game-breaking talent because he is. The touches and snaps don't seem to be increasing, though, with Jamal Williams just, I mean, taking off every single time. And not only is Jamal Williams getting the first down, second down carries, he's getting goal line carries now, too. That's the main thing. So that's why I say just you got to get and sit swift this game. My sleeper for this game, and, and I hate to say it because I've got Devin Singletary and I love him so much, man, is running back 
Naheem Hines, because here's why I say that. Um, we'll get to the waiver wire and one of the biggest picks up, pickups for running backs on the waiver wire being a Buffalo running back here coming up in a minute. But Naheem Hines, listen, you know he hasn't done a ton since getting shipped at the trade deadline. But I think this is the game. This is the week that if Buffalo wants to see if Hines is going to help them out, sure. this, I think, is that game. So I feel like it's time for the Bills to give this guy some looks. And Hines is off most fantasy radars, too, at this point. So I think, again, he could be a sleeper flex position for you this week. So Detroit allowing 154 yards per game on the ground to opposing uh, offenses and 17 touchdowns Yeah, they've surrendered. So... Um, Hines this week and Singletary this week. I'd play them both. Right. Uh, you know, Singletary to me is a is an RB one, and then Hines is probably just a strong flex play. I'd Where would you put in. James Cook? Because I've got James Cook again. I picked him up off the waiver wire, uh, and I've got him uh, as as a waiver wire running back to look at. Yeah, um, dude, he looked good. He does he look, look really good. What, what what he looks good at is that you can tell the difference when he touches the ball because. You know, sometimes when you're watching a football game and you can't see the numbers on the back of the jerseys really mm-hmm. well, you can't see the names, and you see people run, you're like, well, who is that? Is that Nick Chubb or is that Kareem Hunt? Who Who is that, right? right? You can tell when James Cook gets that ball. He's, he's so fast. Yeah, he's the dude explosive. is fast. Um, I, I feel like, like Cook and Naheem Hines are pretty close for me, right? And it's almost like one of these guys is... is probably going to find the end zone but i think that all three are going the same thing are going to be involved i'm thinking the same thing but i think singletary right now i is love catching, singletary i think josh allen in in the bills offensive you know um approach now is to to do that game plan where they're gonna get singletary the ball 15 times sure they have to get him the ball 15 times because again you know i don't know if i said it on this show last week or maybe maybe i didn't say it to maybe i talked who was it but Allen's got something going on with his arm, man. I mean, it's it's his elbow for sure. It's his UCL, man. Somebody yeah. said shoulder, too, that they're thinking that it's his whole throwing arm. Josh Allen's still a stud, and, and you see it when he throws some of these balls, but then you also see him throw some of these balls, and, and it's like it does not look like Josh Allen. They're like, what happened there? Nope. And, I, and to help him, that's the running game for Buffalo, and they have the ability to do it. That's um, it's He's got the same injury. It's like Tommy John. In baseball, that's what it is. It's his UCL, and uh, I mean it, that's devastating, right? Right. right and right. so him playing through it, um, obviously his his passes are going to be a little bit off. He still gets a lot of points with his right. legs, but they they've got to lean on that running yeah. game a lot more. And luckily for him, he's got he's got three guys, yeah. back there. That like can I said, all run one the of the deepest rosters. When you look at that roster, you're like, holy cow, it's, I mean, it's this is stupid. Sick. Yeah. All right, so the second game of the day, Giants at Cowboys. That game kicks off at three thirty. Dallas currently favored by nine points with a total set of about uh, over under. I last time I saw it was forty seven. Uh, that doesn't seem right though. Forty seven seems pretty high, but several big name skill positions players are, are suiting up now. You got Ceedee Lamb, you got Saquon Barkley, Tony Power, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones. So crafting fantasy lineups again for this one, it, it's fun, you know. On, on you, you've got big two big games back to back. I feel like for fantasy lovers on your Thanksgiving, your the obvious names again: C.D. Lamb. I feel like you start. Some people are down on Dak, but I say you got to start Dak because he's been consistent since returning from that thumb. Who's injury. down on Dak? I saw I saw Dak was out of the top ten uh, on ESPN. I think for for quarterbacks. Um, he's capable of tossing two plus TDs and having a solid showing through the air, thanks to Dallas the weapons he's had. And and look at this, was it Ceedee Lamb 
Yeah, it was CeeDee Lamb. Um, in their first matchup, he had 87 yards and a touchdown with Cooper Rush <laughs> throwing him the ball. So <laughs> you remember what everybody thought Cooper Rush might be the starter? I think I asked you that. Like there's going to be a quarterback. Don't say everybody. Go ahead and say Bonzi. Remember when you kept giving me that yes or hey, yes question? If, if you were alone in that, I would call you out. But it was everyone. It was. It wasn't it was. just you. It was insanity. So I like Deck, and I think he's a QB one for sure. Um, I think you start Pollard. He's been on fire the past four yes. weeks, ranking as the RB2 in PPR formats over that span. He's coming off an impressive 189 total uh, output last week against the Vikes and always a threat to make a big play. Pollard could be a popular uh, pick, too, uh, as, as as you know going into next year's draft and keeper drafts. Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know if he's going to be any type of a factor you know, the rest of this season, is he done? I mean, he's still startable. I mean, he scored last week. I but just don't know, man. Pollard's the big play guy, yeah. though. Would I you mean, start Pollard and Zeke though on the same on the same team? If I have them both, You're I might, both. man. I might because they Dallas moves the ball. They score a lot, um, and I feel like when they get down there into the goal line, I I think they give they give Zeke the the goal line touches. So depending okay. on my roster construction, I like Pollard more than Zeke, right? But I'm not scared to start Zeke. So I'm going to go and, and pick a, a boom player again for this game, and I think it's just because I have high hopes for this this player. Um, Darius Slayton, the wide receiver for the Giants, I, I, he's the undisputed number one right now um, because of the injury to uh, Wandale Robinson. That tw- He's out, you know. Yeah, So yeah. Um, out for the season. Can Slayton handle – the Cowboys aren't, you know, a bad defense. So no. Um, can you know they 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 hand can he handle that pressure of being like the number one receiver and handle those defensive coverages? I think he can because I think Daniel Jones again. You and I have talked about this man. The guy just makes smart smart plays and smart throws. So while Jones is not just one win over the Cowboys in his career, he's got a chance to put up a decent fantasy showing with Dallas being pegged as the nine-point favorites. Okay, now, now, listen, that means there's going to be a lot of points scored. And guess who's going to be having to throw the ball a lot? Daniel Jones. Yeah. And he's got Darius Slayton there, who's been very, very good. I also have as my sleeper guy for this game, wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins for the Giants, too. Wow. Hodgins, listen, okay, he's going to see a larger snap count. He has to. I mean, if the Giants are going to continue winning games and being in the playoff chase— you know, he had the second highest snap count uh, last week at 45 snaps with another high snap count expected to this this game. I feel like if Darius Slayton doesn't get the job done, who's Daniel Jones going to be throwing the ball to? Um, Maybe um, Diggs. I think it's Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. Well, you know, Diggs, the cornerback for Dallas. Oh, you mean interceptions. Yeah, right. Or Micah Parsons. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I'm honestly. I'm scared. I know Daniel Jones has had some really nice fantasy games. I know Slayton has had a bunch of double-digit games, kind of strung together here. Man, I'm worried about this matchup against Dallas this week. This is not Detroit. No, you're right. You know, but I mean, um, they have Saquon Barkley. Okay, and they so, are literally look. the number one pass defense in the league as right. far as yards allowed per game, 174. I I feel like if I have other options, I'm going to them. But I mean, I if you got to start Slayton, okay, fine. He's he's not horrible, but to me, he's um, I mean, he's a flex play. Here's how I I, I feel like this game's gonna go, especially on Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving it's just it's weird the magic that happens. Yeah. On it's really really weird how this holiday 
it, it, these players just they just step up and they, and and and, they, and crazy things happen. I I can just sit here. We could probably go back and forth and talk about things we've seen done on Thanksgiving days and just be like it was unreal. You know, yes. some of the catches and plays and wins and losses that we've seen. Um, I feel like the Giants are smart. Their coaching staff is smart. They're going to say if we have any chance to start the game off winning, it's going to be the Saquon show. Okay, it's got to be the Saquon show, right? When Dallas gets up twenty-one to three, all right, in the first half, then what's going to happen? Well, then they've got to try to throw the ball, right? And then they're in trouble. You really? I mean, I, because then I you, feel like it's Thanksgiving, and I, and I feel like <laughs> Darius Slayton and, and Isaiah Hodgins are going to be like, look, this is our first chance to show. I mean, they know how many people are watching these games. Yeah, athletes know it. And you know, being an athlete, you know, watching athletes play when people an elite know, athlete. yes, when when they when they play in front of a crowd and of people watching, things happen. All right, so, so let's, uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm probably 100 percent wrong. Daniel Jones over under 250 passing yards. Over under 250 passing yeah. yards. Under. Under 250. Under 250. But okay, give, I'll give you this: Darius Slayton over under 15 fantasy points on Thursday. Uh, and half point? Yes. Under. Under. See, okay, I, I'm going to say over. Okay. Because, and again, I just feel like it's going to be another day for Darius Slayton where he's going to be targeted a lot, man. If he doesn't find the end zone. I think he catches the ball. Okay. I think he catches a touchdown. Okay. Okay, I think it gets I think he gets 80 yards and a touchdown. All right. Yeah, I... It, Maybe I it's they've got their work cut out for I could I could see this being an absolute massacre. I mean, look at what Dallas just did to Minnesota eight and one Minnesota or was it? I'd like to go back and look and see the massacres on Thanksgiving Day that have happened because I don't think there's a lot of them. Man. Just a lot of um, I don't think there's a lot of them, though. It's interesting wording. Um, a lot of turkeys. OK, OK, yeah. OK, OK. But I'm telling you right now that 80 yards and a touchdown could also go to Isaiah Hodgins, too, though. So okay. I mean, it's kind of like either way. Yeah. You know, I don't I mean, but I really think I'm, Darius Slayton gets that. OK, last game again, Patriots, Vikings. That's the uh, late game, 720 start. Uh, you know, fantasy managers should love this matchup between the two teams. Fascinating. Uh, you know, mostly how Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, I think, is going to try to stop Justin Jefferson. And if there's any head coach, you know, say what you want about the guy. Um, he knows how to to play defense. Vikings are in a tough spot, coming off a brutal loss to the Cowboys, and even with their struggles, though they're still eight and two. They're in the driver's seat for both the NFC North division and the number two seed in the NFC. That's that's awesome. Uh, Vikings will be ready to go, I think, on Thursday against the Patriots and the duo of uh, Smith and Hunter, who um, you know they look like Mac jo- Mac Jones is going to be the guy again, you know, for for the Patriots. So for whatever reason, yeah, right. Four days after getting embarrassed at home by the Cowboys, I think the Vikings get a prime time chance to show that they are eight and one because uh, a lot of people, I think, last week were shocked that that game went how it went. Yes, I think you start Kirk Cousins. I think Cousins is a scary, scary. He could be a scary QB two for you, but I think he's got something to prove, and he's going to be a scarier QB one tomorrow. I think he's really going to make sure that these that these passes. I mean, I watched some of the game and some of the highlights. It just didn't. He was not comfortable, man. When he was being he was being pressured a lot. So what do teams do? They're not stupid. They know. Hey, we we were pressured a lot. Um, the Patriots and Belichick are probably going to try to copy exactly what the Cowboys did. Yeah. So the Vikings, I think, are smart enough and good enough to to stop that. Okay. And I think also Dalvin Cook, um, you know, averaged 17 touches, 95 yards, and in, 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 and he's an RB three in fantasy. 
I think Cook is going to be leaned on heavily this week with Cousins being so under pressure. Um, he could easily sniff out you know, some, some big points for you this week. Justin Jefferson, the same thing. I think that's another player that you start and, uh, and, and you just set it and forget it. Um, my sleeper, though, for this game... Oh, you obviously start Ramondre Stevenson too. I mean, the, the backfield's his. It's it's just obvious. You know, this uh, is the guy. One hundred percent. And then um, I, my sleeper though, I like this guy, Jacoby Myers. Okay, wide receiver nineteen and fantasy points per game remains a quiet stud this season. Twenty five percent target share, twenty seven percent targets per route, and all five of his red zone targets have come in the last three games. And you know, Myers is is loving Mac Jones, so I feel like he could be a wide receiver too for you this week. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. I I feel like this is a um, this is definitely a get right game for the Vikings, and I I think the Patriots will attempt for this to be a get right game, but I I don't have much faith in them, especially after what I saw last week, uh, man against the Jets. That was one of the worst games <laughs> yeah. in the history of football. It was so bad. I don't understand why Bailey Zappi has has not been like elevated to the starter. They were a better offense when that guy was under center and Mac Jones was out. Yeah, they just don't look right. So Ramondre to me is uh, is the only guy I'm really super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But you know, Jacoby's had some good games this season. He's had two back to back weeks in single digits in fantasy, so that worries me a little bit. Right. Um, but I think I think Minnesota puts it on him. Yeah. This week. So have some fun tomorrow, guys. That's your Thursday. That's all I've got for you on Thursday. Uh, the fantasy focus. I mean, that's I, was, I think that was a lot though, man. Yeah. I tried to cover the big stuff for you guys. Uh, boom and bust now for week twelve. Let's start off with my booms. Love a good boom. I've got Lamar Jackson at Jacksonville, and uh, and I've I've listened to a couple of podcasts this week, and it's funny. One of the the hosts said that it's it, it you know what's going on with Lamar. You know, do you need to start other quarterbacks? Um, if you know Lamar was your number one guy, you know what do we do? And the other, and then the other guy was like, "This is payback time for Lamar Jackson this week," and maybe it's because he's facing Jacksonville. You know, he's viewed as an elite fantasy QB, but the reality is, he's only averaged sixteen point three five fantasy points since week four. Yeah, he's not had a weekly finish higher than ninth in that span, and he's actually been outscored by Jacoby Brissett in those seven games. Uh, the matchup's good against the Jags, though. The team is 23rd against the fantasy quarterbacks. But it's just hard to rank Jans- Jackson as anything other than a low-end QB1. But again, I think, I when I listening to this podcast that I was listening to, I really am a believer that you know he's got pride, he's got money he's playing for, and he wants to make sure that he puts up big numbers this game. So it, it's Lamar Jackson, so it's going to happen at some point, right? I mean, it's... Week three was the last time he was an elite fantasy QB. But we've all seen Lamar Jackson play for his you know entire career. We know that this guy's next level. So when's it going to happen? I think this is a good week for it to happen. Mark Andrews is is back and, mm-hmm. and feeling better. Yep. Um, so I hope you're right. Yeah. Because I've <laughs> you got have Lamar? Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got him. All I right. thought it was going to be last week against Carolina, but it, it, right. it something's just not right. clicking. But I, it's going to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it this week. I don't think he's using his legs enough. You know, I, I don't think I think I think he's he's scared a little bit playing with yeah. that with that fear a little bit. You know, because usually mm-hmm. when Lamar gets rushed or something, he just takes off and goes. 
Last week, it looked like a couple times, he stayed in that pocket way too long. Yeah. And he didn't get outside the hashes. And so, you know, I don't think he needs to do that versus Jacksonville this week. I So I heard somebody else say that too, right? He's just not running enough. And, and so I, you know, I was like, okay, that's probably it. I'm looking right now. Last week, 11 rushes, 31. But and those are 11 rushes, though. Okay? Right. Those aren't him scrambling. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but That's what th- I'm saying. 31 yards is not Lamar Jackson. No, 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 so no. That, that checks out. Right. He did get the touchdown, which helped. But the week before, he had 82 rushing yards. Right. You know, he's got a A lot of his rushing yards come off those scrambles, though, you know? Yeah. And he just hasn't been scrambling a lot, though, and no. running the ball. Yeah, it's designed rushes. Right. And right. Uh, he needs to, when the pressure comes, go. Just get out go. and start running. Right. Yep. My running back boom for this week, I've got Nick Chubb <coughs> pardon me, versus Tampa Bay. He scored 11 touchdowns this season for the Browns. And in Week 12, he gets a Tampa defense that's given up 91.8 rushing yards per game to running backs, which ranks in the middle of the pack. But I just see Cleveland running the ball, running the ball, running the ball against Tampa Bay a ton. What else can they do? And then also, I mean, Chubb has been catching a lot, too, out of the backfield. So I think he has a boom game against the Bucs. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's very possible. I would. Say, I mean, I, I never bet against Nick Chubb because that guy's an absolute stud. So, um, yeah, Tampa Bay is middle of the pack. They have only allowed five rushing touchdowns on the right. season, so... <clears throat> Um, pretty good when they get around. Uh, when they get that goal line defense right. is really really tough. But also Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is almost matchup proof at yeah, this point. Yeah, for sure. So. And then same game, I've got Chris Godwin as a boom receiver. Um, Not Mike his, Evans. Nope, nope. And you'll hear why. <laughs> he had his best game of the season with 16 points against the Seahawks going into that Week 11 bye. And I think he's a high ceiling wide receiver too against the Browns D. That's 18th against fantasy wide receivers. And he could go off again. If Brady keeps looking his way, which Brady should, because when Brady finds a target that he trusts, what happens? He scores a lot of fantasy points. And I feel like he's trusting Godwin more than he's trusting Mr. Mike Evans. And you are correct. I mean, Godwin's targets are insane through the roof. Um, no, Mike Evans got he had six targets last mm-hmm. game but double digit targets the three games before mm-hmm. so did Godwin yeah but uh there's no reason to not think that that Godwin's not going to go off this week my boom tight in is Tyler Higby at Kansas City Higby has 18 fantasy points over his last two games he had a Great matchup against the Chiefs D. It's 21 against fantasy tight ends. Downside, though, he's likely catching passes from John Wolford um, <laughs> or Bryce Perkins. But I think Higgins, you know, um, a lot of the sites I'm looking at, it was a boom or bust tight end option one. I like him as a boom against the Chiefs. They got to throw the ball to somebody, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess. I I'm just glad I don't have Cooper Cup on any of my teams. <laughs> yeah, well, I do, oh. but, but I don't. That, oh. The team I complain about to you every week, uh-huh. where oh, I come sorry. in every week and tell you another guy who's <laughs> gone down. Um, this week it was Rondale, but last week it was Oof. Cooper. It, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm done. Our waiver wire report's been great, though, for you, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah, thank God. I'm um, using it. My bust for this week, um, uh, and I'm... <laughs> I wrote this several different ways. <laughs> and did I put this on the yes or BS? Should I should I ask that one now? Yeah, let me ask that. I'll ask I'll ask the first yes or BS now before oh, we start our bus. Okay. All right. All because right. it leads into the bust, okay? Fair enough. My um, so yes or BS, were we wrong about Aaron Rodgers being back last week? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was hoping you, yes would, yes. you would not bring up Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, and I, I, you know, I, uh, I vote that we just don't even talk about him. You got to answer the, the question the though: Were we wrong about Aaron Rodgers being back? We, I said we together. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yes dude, we yeah. totally wrong. Man. I mean, the whole time I'm just like, know. dude, I'm like, dude, how could Ego and I both like? Most of the time, we don't both agree on a player being. Done, done, or or back, back. We were heavy <laughs> on Aaron Rodgers being a QB one again and him finding it, you know. And and Christian Watson had a big game, you know what I mean? But yeah. dude, just Aaron Rodgers, my bus quarterback. The road has been a brutal. I mean, he had two twenty seven and two touchdowns. Right. It's not horrible, but no, it's not but elite. He, no, he's not elite, and and so um, he, and he's going to Philly. Borderline dominant he's, Eagles pass defense. He's toast. I mean, I think he's a bust. I, I think you know if, if you listened to us last week, I'm sorry. You know he didn't kill your fantasy team. I hope. I think this week, if you put him in your lineup, there are so many other quarterbacks that you can start over Aaron Rodgers this week. And and I know you've already got you've got that fantasy pros uh, app over there. So maybe when we get there's another yes or BS. I want to ask you here coming up in a bit about starting QBs, but. There's a lot of quarterbacks that should be starting over Aaron Rodgers. What do they have him ranked at? They've got him at 17. See, that's crazy. Yeah. Cuz like, I mean, do you think that's too high? No, no. I mean, I, oh, okay. that's cra- I mean, see, that's crazy cuz we thought he was elite one again. And, uh, yeah. and, he, and he's 17. If you're in a 10 team league, that means there's seven QBs you should start before him. Yo, uh, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, there's it's insane. Yeah, there's six backup QBs <laughs> right. ahead of him. <laughs> right. Um yeah, they've got him at 17. It is weird to just see Aaron Rodgers ever that low. Uh-huh. We always tell people, "Hey, don't be a uh, you know, don't be a point chaser. Don't be like a short-term memory like victim of what happened last week and then we got all excited about a big Aaron <laughs> Rodgers game." Uh, we got cute. And still yeah, still 227 and two touchdowns yeah, right. isn't horrible. No. But this at the week same time, yeah, this, this week he's a bust, bust, man. They, they've got him behind Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. They got him behind Trevor Lawrence. Uh-huh. Holy, mm-hmm. all right, Cousins, Garoppolo. <sighs> oh, Jimmy G, you're gonna like my yesterday. But they do have just to circle back. They do have Dak, Dak Prescott at number eight. So okay. whatever rankings you were looking at, Fantasy Pros has him as, okay. as in the top ten. Which makes um, sense. My bus running back is Cordell Patterson uh, at Washington, and you might be surprised by that, but uh, he's seen his snaps limited since returning from injured reserve. Even though you've seen him on the highlight reels on, on the weekend, he has not surpassed 14 total touches in three games as the Falcons head into a Week 11 matchup against the Commander's D that has allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. I was shocked, and I've got him as my bust. Yeah, he- if he didn't return that kick last week, yeah, he would have, he would have wrecked another fantasy week mm-hmm. for you. The only redeemable is he's actually been targeted in the passing game a little bit mm-hmm. since he's come back, and there were a few games earlier this season where he gave you nothing right. in the passing game. But yeah, this week I'm I'm trying to go somewhere else too. Right, and then speaking about wrecking your fantasy teams, man, <clears throat> I know there's a lot of uh, I, I see on chat boards and and, and tweets and stuff. Uh, people are just done with this guy. Literally, I mean, I I think he might have been the most dropped player this week. Marquez Vandel, uh, oh Scantling, Valdez Scantling yeah. um, for the Chiefs. Uh, they they it, it's weird because they still don't look like they need him <clears throat> much at all because of all the other weapons and fantasy managers managers holding on hope that Scantling can can likely cut their losses and relinquish his duties to the waiver. I, I just look, he's done, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. 
with with Mahomes throwing the ball seventy five thousand times a game. Yep. How is Scantling not getting any points? They're just not throwing the ball to him. Uh, no, they're not. And what we saw last week was um, kind of an emergence of Sky Moore, mm-hmm. the rookie. Yep. Um, you know, kind of getting the the leftover scraps that you would think a guy like Valdez Scantling would get. You know, Kelsey obviously eats first. Right. Um, well, Juju's hurt, but he was he was getting those number one receiver targets. But what's left over is not going to Valdez Scantling right. now. It, it looks like maybe they're they're trusting Sky Moore a lot more. My tight end bust. Listen to this. You're gonna love it. George Kittle versus New Orleans. <laughs> and listen why? why? Listen why? Okay. Kittle had six targets, four receptions, 84 yards, and two touchdowns on Monday Night Football. He goes from a matchup against a Cardinals D that was 32nd against fantasy tight ends yes. to a Saints D that is. First, oh okay, I got him second in my scoring, but still ends, right? close. Yeah, Kittle should still be a tight end one, or right? I'm not saying he's not, but I don't think you should expect the 20 plus point guy a game that he got. All right, I'm thinking he's gonna. That's a bust for him right now. He's only gonna get you a 10 plus point game, so that's a bust for Kittle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, you're still starting him, but two touchdowns, maybe not. But man, that Niners offense has so many weapons mm-hmm. that it's. Somebody's scoring. Don't be a homer now. I mean, you watch the game, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not me being a homer. They have I did, so I many weapons. I couldn't believe weapons. that was the quarterback. That's all I'm saying. I they just, have I'm so just, I'm just many weapons. That. So somebody's going to get <laughs> somebody scoring. It's just a matter of who. Yep. But um, I, I like Kittle just fine. And 25 points, maybe not, but, you know. 10 plus points. Sure. Yes. Know? I mean, he'll. I mean, and that's good for a tight end. You that's get, if you have good. to start a tight end, that's what I want. Yep. All right, uh, let's go to the waiver wire now report for week 12, and let's start off with quarterbacks. Now, um, again, there's no buys this week, so you shouldn't really have to stream anybody per se. So I was looking at, again, I I try to set a a bar of how many players are owned compared to who's available. So I've got Ryan Tannenhill uh, versus Cincinnati. Did you throw an extra N in there? Tannenhill? Tannenhill. Did I say Tannenhill? Yeah. Tannenhill? Man, what are you with the word police all the time, man? Come on. Hey, Week I'm just trying to make us sound like a professional podcast. Tough, this is not professional at all. What? When we, when we both say Aaron Rodgers is an elite QB, all right, we are not professional Are we not at getting all. paid for this? Um, Week 12 draws some tough quarterback matchups for those needing uh, some help, especially if you're on that borderline of making the playoffs. And that's something, too, that I look at. You know, if you're at Week 12 and you're sitting at, like, 6-6 six and six and you're like, man, you know, I've got Derek Carr as my quarterback. I've got uh, Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is is uh, Nailed a it. bad starter for since uh, versus Cincinnati. I mean, he's coming off extended rest from last week's Thursday night football. Now faces a pass funnel defense in Cincy, operating without their star corner. Okay, we've seen the Carolina QB duo throw for 164 and two. Just saw rookie Kenny Pickett throw for 265 and one. So the return of DJ Reader along defensive line could slow down Derrick Henry a bit. I think forcing that dropback situation to be big for 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 Mr. Tannehill. So widely available he, in over eighty percent of leagues. If you're needing a quarterback, I like him as a quarterback start this week. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you. And then um, I'll throw in Matt Ryan. Yeah, too. Uh, yeah. Who's everybody looks different since Jeff you're Saturday at, took know. over, and they've got Pittsburgh. One of the worst pass defenses in the league. Yep, absolutely. Running backs, uh, Sam P. Ryan uh, for Cincinnati. He's been listed in this column. I know I've, we've talked about him in the waiver, waiver wire report many, many weeks now. Um, and P. Ryan was active in the receiving for the Bengals, hauling in all four of his targets 
for 452, three stat line. He also picked up 11 carries on the ground with 70% snap share as Joe Mixon was forced out to injury. Now, it's a concussion, and again, in the NFL... We're not. We don't talk about concussion protocol here, you know, because we don't know. No, I mean, I'm just nobody say, does. We don't know. And next up is a matchup uh, against the Titans, stout defensive front. But P. Ryan's pass catching skill set, I, th- I think, still makes him a player that you want to look at and target right now. Go pick him up because the concussion could end up having Mixon out, especially since I feel like the NFL has been watching these concussions like a hawk ever since the two of stuff ever since yep you are you are a hundred percent correct there so i i love um p ryan pick him up latavius murray mm-hmm. scoop him up if he's still out there broncos just cut melvin gordon so right murray is just the number one also you see what happened with the rams Oh, yeah. Cut Daryl Henderson. <laughs> I don't know. So now all of a sudden, Cam Akers right. becomes the lead And you back. mentioned the Akers a lot before, too. Mm-hmm. And, I, and his 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 tick has been going up yep, for people. Yep. And then Kyron Williams uh, also out there floating around his plans to be probably the third down back catching passes. So right. both of those guys. And we mentioned James Cook, too. as a running back I had on my waiver wire pickup. If he's because, out there, yeah. Listen, we saw Cook extend. He had 17% maximum ownership. Wow. That's it. I, so, I got to get into some of these leagues, man. I mean, that's seventeen percent maximum ownership. That's that's Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS Sportsline. Yeah, I'm in none of these leagues. Cook I'm in, I'm in leagues with good players. Eleven. You can't tell me <laughs> that only that, that eighty that seventeen percent max. Listen to that. Yeah, that's that's what what's what's seventeen. That's not even two out of ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, that's crazy. So I guarantee you, in my in your league, oh, it's good. He's and gone. In my leagues, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cook picked up 11 carries last week, matchup against Cleveland, and uh, drew a pair of targets. He, he was still limited just to 25% snap share, though. And again, I, I, we mentioned the Naheem Hines uh, you know, thing that's going to be just hanging over his head this week. I feel like if Hines does not put up points or get some touches this week, I feel like Cook might be the guy that they lean on, especially because of that explosive ability. And then I've got Keontae Ingram from Arizona, because, you know, James Conner's still, hey, he's the guy that has that Arizona backfield. But the rookie is the only other back for Conner to split work here now. Conner remains a workhorse back, uh, drawing massive snap counts and opportunity and route shares. But Ingram is now just one injury away from securing that role himself. He's, and I think he's worse. If you've got a spot on your roster, go pick up Ingram. Um, you know, he, he could also be a, you know, a wide receiver play sometimes at this stage in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then one more. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Uh, you saw Edwards Alaire go out last week with a head injury. Isaiah Pacheco is the starter mm-hmm. now, but uh, but Kinnon got a lot of work. Right. So and we mentioned Pacheco last week. We you know, did. we said, "Hey, go pick him up." And then also we mentioned we're going to get to the wide receiver waivers now. Um, Darius Slayton obviously shouldn't be available. Donovan People Jones. We we've mentioned him so many times. Uh, Traylon Burks, we mentioned him last week too. Uh-huh. I mean, Burks' stock arrow is trending up, up, up. And he you can, called it. I benched him. My bad. It's all right. And yeah. just and I said his name right too, so I don't know why you didn't start him. <laughs> and just his second game back from injury, we saw the rookie Maybe that's dazzle why. <laughs> on Thursday night. He racked up seven catches for 111 outing against the Packers, and, and he played on just 50 percent of the offensive snaps. So guess what? They want him to get on the field more, and they want to get him more. Uh, bigger days lie ahead for this guy, so uh, keep starting him. Nico Callens for Houston. He's only a 26% maximum uh, ownership right now. Mac Howlins from the Raiders. Uh, he's only a 16% uh, 
Um, obviously, Devontae Adams is the one-man show in there, but we've seen Hollins, you know, across from on the other side of the perimeter. Hollins is coming off a nine-target outing, which, again, we love targets. When we talk about wide receivers, why not go pick up Hollins? He's available. Uh, yeah, yeah, with um, with Darren Waller being mm-hmm. out and, uh, and Hunter Renfro being out. I mean, those guys also, even with Devontae Adams in the lineup, get right. a bunch of targets. So Mac Hollins is literally, by default, the only guy left to throw the ball to. Right, and if you're in a tight end, must-start league, um, only 6% maximum ownership was Logan Thomas, all right, from Washington. If you, if you need a more widely available tight end off waivers, I think Thomas is coming off a solid outing in Week 11 where uh, he turned six targets into five catches for 65 yards, and it appears... Uh, through the midseason calf injuries, fully behind him, he ran a route on almost seventy percent of Heineke's dropbacks. Uh, this this week's matchup against Atlanta too is a plus one across the board for every Washington skill player. So Thomas could be a a great start for you this week if you have to start a tight end. I, I'm with you. There's a uh, slim pickings like we say every week oh, yeah. at tight end. So Logan Thomas definitely. Any, anybody else that you're looking at at tight end? I mean, I don't know. Throw a dart, uh, Juwan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, from New Orleans. Yeah, um, yeah for from sure. New Orleans. He's had, I think, three weeks in a row where he's been a top ten tight end. Yeah, um, and uh, you know Taysom Hill. It's all it's all murky there, yeah. but they've got what San Francisco this week, right? So that's a, I mean, that's a tough draw. You have to think with the pressure that they get on the quarterback that it's going to be a lot of quick passes, which right. should favor a tight end, right? Now, my defensive uh, streamers this week, uh, man, my my Cincinnati team failed me miserable last week. But I've got Miami versus Houston. You can stream them. I picked up the Jets versus the Bears. I picked up the Jets D. That's a good call, man, because especially if Justin Fields doesn't play. Right. That's a really good call. And then the Seahawks versus the Raiders. I've got them as a stream defense you can pick up and start this week. Yeah, yeah, I like all those. Great thing about defenses is usually only 10 to 12 of them owned. Yeah. And so you can, you can almost always find a really nice matchup on the waiver wire. Right. And again, in my league, we, you know, if you get eight points from your defense, I mean, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good week for your D. Um, that's going to do it. Now time for yes or BS before we get to Ego's extra point. I've already asked you about uh, yes or BS. We were wrong about Rodgers being back, and you tiptoed around that one. Yep. Yep. Nah, no, no straight answers there. Are you going to tiptoe around this one? Mike Williams, Maybe. yes or BS, should be in my lineup over Josh Palmer. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? You're obviously throwing this in my face like I hey, made I'm Mike Williams Hey, I'm not the word police, man. I'm just the You're ego not, police. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> no, I, BS, I, I would start Josh Palmer over Mike Williams with Why full that? confidence. Why is Mike that? Williams would you do that last week? He's hurt this week. <laughs> he wasn't hurt last week? No. Okay. It, cle- it, just a clean bill of health. Out there on the field. I didn't make him get hurt again. <laughs> yes or BS? This is the last one. I should start Jimmy G over Brady, Cousins, Prescott, and Geno Smith, the, Geno Smith this week. Uh, BS, not Prescott. So you start him over Brady, Cousins, and Geno Smith. That's, to me, yeah, maybe so. He's just, Is are the you body coming out again? I'm just, it's Jimmy G, man. I'm just going it's by Jimmy what I G. see. All he's got to do is throw little eight-yard outs. Okay, yes or BS, Jimmy G throws four touchdowns again this year. In a, in a game? Mm-hmm. That'd be yes. Okay. Three. You think he throws three touchdowns in a game this yeah. year? Yeah. One, one, three TDs? In one game. Man, I'm going to have to get on that DJ more. <laughs> Why? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I got to. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely losing that one. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But three touchdowns in a game, you don't think okay. that can happen? For Jimmy G? Yeah. I would definitely take way under. Well, not way under. I would say no way he goes for three touchdowns. I mean, he threw four touchdowns Monday. I know. All right. I know. That, then, one, that, that will never happen again in the life of Jimmy G. And but, then four but, straight games with two touchdowns. Right. Yeah, two touchdowns. That's Jimmy G's. You know, that's, that, that's, that's fine. what he does, right? That's right. <laughs> but, but all he's got, all he has to do is throw like a wide receiver screen to Debo Samuel, who okay. takes off for fifty yards and a touchdown. That's a Jimmy G. You need to keep track of this touchdown. because I mean, like this would be a, a I got good. It. I mean, I don't, I don't want to bet again because I'm really bitter about the DJ Moore. I'll keep Mike track Evans when thing. I'm right. <laughs> all right, very yeah. good. So that's all I got, man. And uh, now we're gonna get to Ego's extra point, and I probably should. Listen to this one this week since I didn't listen last this week. This is easily the most helpful egos extra point of the season. Okay. Right? This is something I feel very strongly about. Um, and it has to do with Thanksgiving specifically. It's a big football day. Everybody knows that. The most important piece of advice I can give you, elastic waistband. <laughs> I'm serious, man. You're going, it's Thanksgiving and you're seeing family you normally don't see. People get dressed up and they look nice and they want to be proper. No, a few years ago, I made this change from jeans and like a nice polo shirt to sweatpants, comfortable pair of slides, nice t shirt. You know why? Because I max out on that food, bro. And then I lay on the couch and I watch football, that elastic waistband. I will never, ever go back. I don't care how I look to people. I'm going to get the meat sweats. I'm going to have a nice stretchy waistline, and I'm going to be comfortable and enjoy my Thanksgiving, and I hope you do too. Ego's Extra Point is up, and it's good. I love it. I love it. And here, you should have came to a fluffy guy that, that's been wearing the elastic on for a long time, because uh, did you not know about the elastic jeans? I uh, have some on right now, thank you. Uh-huh. That those are my go-to, man. The elastic <laughs> jeans—they're they're, kind of sweatpantsy, but they I'd, also I'd, they confront for jeans. So. I don't. I don't have the full-on like <laughs> fake jeans. Sweatpants, oh, I do. Oh, I do. Levi's makes a pair now that they have like Lee is some the one. Stretch. You got to go with the Lee one. The Lee okay. one is the actual. It's a band about this big. I'm okay. telling you, man, it's good. You got the AC Slaters going on? <laughs> I do, man. Oh, I do. I do. All right. No, all right. I just go sweats. With I'm the not butterfly try- and everything, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to fool anybody. Just full on sweats and slides. Awesome. Like I'm getting ready to like go play a basketball game, except that's the opposite of what all I'm right, doing. Man. Good luck to you this week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, Ego. Yes, sir. You too. All right. So that's going to be it, guys, for today. Hope you guys really have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy those three games tomorrow. They're going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And, and remember, Fantasy Football Junkie. We are here to make you winning your fantasy a reality, a new Hoff Media podcast.